It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. We're off to a good start. I'm Jeff Parles. Vinny Maliulo alongside to kick off the program. We got a loaded show. Vincenzo off the top. Jim Root of Three Man Weave talking college hoops in about 15 minutes. And then Frank Nicotero, which shout out to Frank. Amazingly enough, Vinny, he has duped us into giving him 100 episodes of punchlines after today's official 100 episode. Well, I mean, first of all, he's earned it. Let's face it. I mean, he he's, he's, you know, flying all over town on his Vespa, <laughs> which, and by the way, I don't know if we've got uh, aerial footage of him zipping in and out. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Bad yeah, I know one, one of them. Yeah. You, you remember to hang on, Frank. <laughs> But uh, well, good for that. That's excellent, and he's he's done a great job. And Mr. Versatility, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I, that, that's one word to right? describe Frank. There are many words. To well, there describe are many. Frank. That's we uh, got. We have to add that one. Yeah, but Mr. Ver, Mr. Versatility, uh, getting added to the mix as well. By the way, this is 137 for us on this show. 137. 137. All right. Little uh, little lightweight action. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. If we once we get to those heavyweight numbers, it really be well, be we'll a whole lot there. of fun. We'll get there, buddy. Oh, I know we we'll will. get there for sure. So before we get to today, yes, you joined Alex and I yesterday. Yep. So, and I said you said it was going to go it, to it the Laker Clipper game. Yep. Lakers monster comeback, win the game outright. The Air- day would go. The the what the the games that would would be the the get out or the gravy. Yeah. The Arizona Wildcats thumping and covering it against Arizona State. Correct. And then the other one, which I'm, I'm which is interesting, was the Civil War in the hardwood for the final time mm-hmm. for a while, unless if they meet here in Las Vegas, which they could theoretically very easily. Uh, if Oregon State were to pull an upset, they mm-hmm. would line up actually playing Oregon. Yep. <clears throat> right now in Oregon's first game of the Pac-12 tournament, the Ducks won by seven. They did the not cover. Covered. They did not cover. Um, so overall, a little buyback back late. It was a, um, a kind of a two-way game, uh, more so than the other two that I mentioned. So it was a, a you know, uh, the house was having a, a terrific day going into the Arizona Wildcats and the Lakers, and then that was it. Betters got their revenge last night, and good for them. And they're the firing today. The Laker one, I will say this. First off, the fact that LeBron is still doing this at his age, year 21 in the league it just beyond insane what he is doing right now and for the clippers if you had any reservations of that team that was a perfect example i know paul yeah. george didn't play last night but he did not but, but it's still one of those like all right uh, let's get over the hump first before mm-hmm. we can proclaim the clippers a true western conference contender which would mm-hmm. also make them an nba championship contender this year yeah um so lebron was Questionable than probable. He did play last. By the way, he's checked the lineups tonight because he may rest tonight, uh, which would be shocking. If him and AD both rest against the Uh, Wizards. So, uh, but again, you have to check check lineups and everything like that. But you kind of felt he was going to, especially going against the Clippers uh, and the Lakers, really trying to, you know, make a statement, if you will, Jeff. Right? They're trying to position themselves better going into the postseason, but. Listen, it's all about LeBron with them. Um, and to your point, uh, what a t- what a 
the, the guy's amazing. And, and, and he's, and as long as he's on the court, you're going to, you're going to see something, uh, the likelihood of you seeing something pretty special, uh, uh is, is likely. And, um, uh, again, credit him. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think we're going to see him tonight, but, uh, Look, if if they can, uh, you know, again, this, the, if they can get these back to backs, and uh, position themselves better, uh, then and then that would be great. Um, another good game tonight uh, is uh, in in the Garden, right? The Warriors and the Knicks. Yeah, injury concerns for New York. Well, Randall's still out, right? Yeah, I mean, Brunson's been different. nursing Brunson, that neck now, yeah. based off the number, and Brunson's yeah. not going to play. But the Warriors um, four point road favorites in this one. Yeah, they they actually laid it up a little bit. Uh, oh, it looks like earlier. they legitimately just moved the last thirty so seconds back. When to the we four. we came on, so you know, laying the four uh, and then taking the four and a half. Two way action and wherever you are up at the and, ballpark um, today. She's at the ballpark, yeah. getting ready. Getting ready. Well, Frank gets to say Pittsburgh without getting penalized. Why on Saturday? Why Why isn't there any penalty? Oh, part of the job up there. Be a little weird if you just. Uh, how about the, the team from Western Pennsylvania? I mean, oh, I'm sure people would love that. I mean, uh, okay. Well, it's kind of funny that that. I mean, these stipulations. Hey, it's uh, it's all good. It's like our Super Bowl sheet. So uh, I, I will. I do want to NBA real quick. I do want to just bring up one other game also yeah. tonight. Denver taking on the Heat. Yeah. Miami playing significantly better basketball. Uh, won eight of their last ten now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've climbed all the way back up to the five seed in the Eastern Conference, despite having the weakest point differential of any of the top eight in the East. It's just one of the. They're just this team where you can't count them out. They're. It doesn't matter what they look like for the majority of the regular season. If they're in the playoffs, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. Yes. And the fact that now have an outside shot to sneak into a home court advantage slot in round one. Good point. That makes them even more dangerous. Uh, pot, probably lining up as a four or five with Boston looming in the round, in the uh, in the East semifinals. Laying the laid the four and a half, Jeff five five and a half up to six. Yep. Uh, looking, you know, we're looking for the uh, the threshold for buyback on the Heat. Um, but you know what's what's interesting about the NBA is right when you think a team has asserted themselves and gotten things right, then all of a sudden they there's a clunker, right outside of really. A couple of teams. Minnesota, I don't think, has really disappointed. Um, Denver, you know, pretty consistent. Um, the Celtics as well. Like that's what you're looking for, right? Is consistency. It's uh uh you know, that that's what's what I think gonna 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 be important. I always talk about current form. Um, even though no lead is safe in the NBA, <laughs> as we saw last night in, in LA. Uh but Who's who's consistent and who who can you trust? That's that's what you're going to build your trust on is consistency, right? So uh, we should learn a little bit something uh, about the Heat here. It's a big spot for them, and so let's uh, let's see uh, how they back. Good, nice uh, TNT doubleheader though. Really, when you think about it, Warriors at the Knicks and then uh, the Heat Nuggets uh, uh, on uh, uh, the second uh, the second part of the uh, of the doubleheader on the college hoops front. The Power Five game beginning in about 20 minutes from now. Yep. Buckeyes, Huskers, home road splits, as we've talked about with Nebraska, pretty wide, put it politely. Yes. Great home team, mediocre road team. They have won four in a row, so they're playing good basketball, basically stabilizing themselves as a definite NCAA tournament team. A win tonight in Columbus, I would say, pretty much shuts the door on any potential chicanery from the committee on this Nebraska team. 
They are a three-point dog tonight, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, as low as two and a half on the overnights, Vinny, up to as high as four, and now back to three. Yeah, up and down the ladder, right? Uh, we, we did open to, uh, three and a half, but you're right. Uh, two and a half early, uh, folks laid it. And um, right not too long before we came on the air, it was uh, it was as high as four, Jeff, probably about uh, 20 minutes ago. So uh, they did take the four. They took the three and a half back. So here we are sitting at three. Uh, but, uh, yeah, to your point, I still think they might – they might need a little bit of help, Jeff, in terms of wins, um, which they should get between now, uh, I think, at the end of the season, and then, of course, in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament. But uh, I i i think they're i think they're a uh, an NCAA team. Just looking at some other games on the on the card, real quick. We'll also go deeper dive on some of these with Jim Root as yep. well as joining us. Uh, in a few minutes from now, uh, the top of the CAA is in action tonight. College Charleston's a big uh-huh. favorite against Campbell. Uh, UNC Wilmington is a favorite against Hofstra tonight by four and a half. Uh, this is a league that their regular season ends this weekend. Yeah, and we're going gonna... to start seeing this WCC's in action as well. Gonzaga's mm-hmm. in action. St. Mary's in action is a big favorite. Some of these leagues, you got to keep in mind, and in the regular season, so that can change handicaps a little bit. Very important uh, point, Jeff, and uh, and, and a good good job there with that pointing out because starting next week is really March Madness for us. Starts next week. Now we're going to have the same uh, crowds uh, that we're going to have uh, when the when the big dance starts. That uh, the, those first four days, no, but there's still. Uh, a conference tournaments taking place around the country and then building up to the conference tournaments that take place here in Las Vegas, including uh, the WCC, as you mentioned, and, uh, and the Pac-12. Uh, but yeah, get, get what, watch these games tonight heading into conference tournaments, which, again, start next week. Um, you know, teams are playing for seeding now too, right? You look at, look at current forms. Uh, teams are trying to get healthy. Uh, rotations, once they get healthy, rotations get stabilized and things like that. So uh, really don't don't wait till, you know, the bigger conference tournaments. Uh, pay attention to these, uh, to these smaller conferences and how these teams perform because there's action to be had uh, as we, uh, we get into the conference tournaments. And you get a little bit of intel uh, going into uh, uh, those, the big dance with the, with those longer seeds, right? Well, you know, again, like of course, Jimmy brought up Joe Lenardi, uh a lot. A lot of these, a lot of people now are more familiar with these thirteens, fourteens, yes. fifteens than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Especially those those sixteen seeds. Everything's at and, least. And Joe's fit. projections, you know, have added yeah, to that. And, yeah, and also too, so, like yeah. also what I, more so than anything is that like everything's available. Yeah. ESPN Plus exists now, so sure you can see any team basically at any point you want. At any time of the year, uh, it's it's interesting right now where Lenardi hasn't put out a full new bracket since Tuesday, and obviously there's been a bunch of as as is 2023-2024 in college basketball. Vinny, there's been some chicanery through the week, <laughs> uh, aka BYU uh, to the dismay of myself went into the fog and beat Kansas. They did uh, to give Jim uh, Jim Root, who will have in a few minutes, a nice distinct advantage uh, in our. Uh, BYU wager that we have. He's got top, he's got top six. I got bottom five in the uh, in the Big Twelve with a push in the middle, and I was hoping for the push. 
So I'm going to lose. You're uh, you're in trouble. I'm all, <laughs> I, if they if they had, if they had lost tr- that game, I actually trouble. would have had a shot and a backdoor shot to get the bottom five. Is there now. a surrender button in in, uh, in, in this game? <laughs> we're, not, we're not we're not playing we're not playing blackjack. Buddy. Well, all right, buddy. Well, Even I, I'll, I'll hit the six. You'll hit. Let's see what. Well, happens. yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Look, well, we know. Let's face it, uh, you know that that the Big Twelve is is the best conference from top to bottom. They're going to have the number, uh, the top amount of seeds uh, going into the uh, into the uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, but again, it's what what did they expose with Kansas? We know McCullough's injury, but Kansas doesn't go deep as it is. They're not a very good perimeter team, right? The majority of their points, I would say, probably sixty to sixty-five percent of their points come within the arc. Uh, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, th- those are things that you want to want to pay attention to. Now, can they get hot? Yes. But to your point yesterday, which is which is another good point, is, you know, you've got those first couple of games. You got to have to get through them. But can somebody sustain that run, that, that NC State 1983 type run through six games? Very difficult, especially with the, the, the breaks. You even saw it last night with Alabama where it took you yeah. where – they were on, and then they were off, and then they were on. But that's again. Alabama. No, but that's why. Still, like, right? But of I mean, course, but that's part of the reason that I don't buy them as a national championship contender. Where all right, you can do. You it don't for, buy them because of their defense well, or lack of, too, right? But yeah. but offensively speaking, even if they had a better, I mean, last year's team had the top five defense in True. the country and got beat up by San Diego State in the round. Good of point. Good so, point. Look, it's it. it this tournament is going to be. It's going to be either totally and utterly out of control with the upsets or it's going to be as chalky as we've ever seen i think we're i don't think there's much of an in-between this year really no i don't really don't there'll be there'll be examples of both uh which makes it great and the, the fact that it's wide open and even with look even with the projected top seeds right um just getting there the journey is is what's great and then the added bets that go with it jeff i mean i've often talked about and we'll, we'll talk quite a bit about it you know uh the the team's first to 15 not just the first halves right you remember and then your half times and your in game and everything but the 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 props uh some of the some of the uh instant grat or the short shorter gratification with those first to 15s they've become some of the most popular prop bets not just during the NCAA tournament but of the year like we'll put up uh even in the, in the Super Bowl, in, in in the playoffs, you know, first uh, you know first team to twenty or, or whatever the case may be, nothing gets the betting attention and the excitement uh, than the uh, the first of fifteen in the NCAA no, no, tournament. I mean, it's a blast <laughs> and it's fun for people. It's fun, fun for us to book. And I've got to tell you, this this job you have to have fun doing it. For any you know operators out there, enjoy yourselves because you you you, you have to love. You know, when you put out, you know, you, you put out a good product, which is your your service and the menu to the folks, let them have a good time. And you know what? Sometimes sit back and watch them because that that that, that helps make it. It's a lot of fun. It'll be uh, the heck of a march as always. And, of course, the best party in Las Vegas just upstairs Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, upstairs at the ballroom. We free did entry, it. free parking. Did it again this year cheap, with the yep. cheap food, good food. Free throw shooting. Free throw shooting. Which for beers. I'll have to get myself up there uh, as well. No, it's the best upstairs uh, here, That's here right. in South Point. Vinny, before we let you go, one last thing. Did, yeah, buddy. You, you did say they're betting Gonzaga tonight on the. Yeah. In, in a game that for some reason 
instead of playing this on campus, San Francisco has decided to play this game at the Chase Center tonight. I, I'm a little surprised. Like I would, I, I would have kept it on campus. Right? I, we we talked about it's a how good home court on the hill. I, I have to tell you, Jeff, with these uh, those small gyms, especially in, in college, some of these settings. Uh, there's a re reason Rick Pitino didn't want to play. Think about it. Everybody wants to play. Every player wants to play in the garden, right? What did Rick Pitino want to do against Connecticut? I want to play on, on campus. campus. I don't blame him <laughs> because especially this time, home courts uh, in college mean, a far, mean far more than home courts in the NBA. And uh, some of these, uh, some of these uh, uh, campus gyms are, are awfully difficult to, to, to play in. You know, I remember UNLV when they had those great teams – the late 80s and early 90s, one of their toughest outs was was going up to UCSB and and, and playing those schools up there. Uh, you know, uh, Santa Barbara uh, was was a tough out. There's a reason, man. They're right on. Folks are right on top of you. It's passion and the energy really uh, uh, transcends uh, the players as well. So, but uh, nonetheless, that's where they're playing tonight. So we'll book it where where they wherever are, wherever they play, even on the moon if they play. That's right. Book it. Uh, for sure. All right, Vinny, let's go back to work. All right, buddy. Thanks for being with us today. You got it. Take a quick break and we get back. Jim Root of Three Man Weave joins us next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. From the South Point Studio. The perfect blend of sports. But I think the Niners are going to wear them down. Detroit Pistons lost their 36 games. Comedy. See over under on that relationship lasting. I'm going to put mayo in the coffee. Yeah. I am beautiful. And a whole lot of Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Join Ryan McCormick. That's at least two picks outside of our own in the first round next year. Oreo. And host Frank Nicotero. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the clock. I go, ah! Ah! Oh! Watch Punchlines live at noon every weekday. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, Join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. South Point Studio, the site. Big thanks to Vinny, as always, for hopping in. And now joining us, a three-man weave. A, a, as a fellow alum of the winless in the SEC Missouri Tigers, even though Jim, they covered last night, which was all hey. that mattered to me, taking the 13, we got there relatively easily. Our guy Jim Rude with us right now. Jim, uh, 
I don't want to say it's over between you and I and our BYU wager, but you uh, you are a significant favorite now after the, hey, the bet's going to push was a significant favorite basically for the whole season. Yeah, this is a classic reverse jinx if I've ever heard it. I'm not fooled at all, Jeff. You you, you keep trying to put that out into the world. I'm not going to buy it whatsoever. Uh, my Cougars got a few more games to win to lock up that top six spot. We'll see. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. It, it, it would really, really be a uh, a, uh, a kick in the air. You don't want to get kicked if they get to that final game against Oak State at home and blow it, and all of a sudden we end up with a push. Just uh, throwing that out, out, out into existence. Uh, <laughs> Wishful thinking, I hope. <laughs> I mean, well, Oklahoma State's already beaten them once. Hey, they, crazier things have happened uh, in that league. Granted, we know home road splits, for the most part, in the Big 12 have been as egregious. Not so much two nights ago, but before that night, pretty much as good as they've been anywhere in the country. All right, speaking of another league, home road splits have been important. Let's start there. Game in about 10 minutes in Columbus. Ohio State three-point favorites right now against Nebraska. Look, Ohio State, we know, talented team, underachieved, got Holtman fired, been basically the, pretty much the same other than the upset win against Purdue without Holtman. Nebraska, amazing at Pinnacle Bank Arena, pretty average away from it this year. Three-point line with the Buckeyes' favorite here. Yeah, definitely a, a lean to Ohio State here. Uh, some news coming out now. It seems like their starting point guard, Bruce Thornton, is going to be out, which, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, that's that's a big deal. He's really important to them. I go to my handy-dandy CBB Analytics website here, and the on-off numbers are basically net neutral for him, which really surprised me. Now, he plays a lot of minutes, so the uh, the sample size of him off the floor isn't, isn't overly large. But just it, even kind of ignoring his status, and I guess the, the numbers are telling me to, I like Ohio State at home here. I, I think they've been riding a little bit of shooting regression wave. Uh, they had a tough start to, to Big Ten play in that regard. And they just seem a little bit rejuvenated. They've been known to melt down late in games, kind of like our Mizzou Tigers. Uh, that was the, the hallmark of the Holtman era, sort of what got him fired. But then you see them go to Michigan State, and they come back from down 12. They went at the buzzer, uh, perhaps turning a little bit of a corner or just guys that are playing a little looser down the stretch. They're not worried about saving their coach's job anymore. It seems like the talent is starting to rise up. And again, as you noted, Nebraska on the road has not been the same team this year. Uh, the fun, fun tidbit on Nebraska, though, since January 30th per Bart Torvik, number one defense in the country. That was shocking to me. I uh, couldn't shocking. believe that. Yeah, uh, small, small sample, though. So, you know, who knows if that's going to sustain. Uh, regardless, Ohio State, better team at home. Big Ten home teams are 65 and 51 against the spread this year. Uh, I will still stick with the Buckeyes if I had to bet that game. Not an official play for me, though. Well, let's get to one of your official plays. The Fighting Camels at Campbell on the road, taking on the leaders of the newly minted Coastal Athletic Association. Still the colonial to all of us, Jim. Uh, College of Charleston, 15 and a half tonight, hosting the Camels. Uh, you're looking to take it with the dog here. I sure am. And it, it doesn't feel great betting the Camels on a Thursday rather than a, a Wednesday hump day. You know, unfortunately, we're, we're going with them here. But uh, like you said, Charleston's the leader here and they have a chance to clinch the outright title. Uh, they could they'd be up two with one to play if they get this win here. We've seen a couple other teams be a little tight in that scenario. Just this week, High Point blew a big lead to Winthrop. They ended up winning in overtime. Uh, and Eastern Kentucky lost on the road at Austin P with a chance to clinch in the A-Sun. I, I think there's something to that where the stakes of the game can kind of creep in and distract you a little bit. Uh, a couple things working against Campbell here, unfortunately. Uh, they played on Monday. Uh, got a big win. 
that one might, the emotion might carry over here. And of course, Charleston did not. So they're not as well rested. Uh, Campbell is not. But I still think that angle of the, the dog coming in and they, they have a lot less to lose than Charleston. And Charleston shot the lights out last game. So maybe a little shooting regression for them too. This is just too high. I think Campbell's a really well-coached team. They've been an awesome underdog under Kevin McGee and they run kind of Princeton style offense. Uh, I think they, uh, they they can compete here and keep within that number. Yeah, I, I think Campbell, honestly, they, with the bump up in competition next year, I actually think they have a chance to make some noise uh, in, in this league. Of course, as we know now, Jim, anything... Any statement that is made in February about next season, especially for a lower league, could be null and void by April 15th. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the portal opens and all hell breaks <laughs> loose, knows? and we got to figure out where every player is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, no, I, look, uh, I, I, this is one of those I just stayed out of, Jim. It was one of, with 16 on the overnight. And I was like, all right, maybe on Campbell. Maybe this will be one of those Charleston gets out seven to two, Jim, and I'll take a, a, even more on top of what you're taking uh, with, with the Campbell camels in this one. All right. I want to go to the extra board. We've not done that much this year, Jim, here on this program. So I know Sean's going to love that in the back there. Lemoyne and Wagner in the NEC. Uh, Jim there, the, the markets is betting the way that you bet it down from 132 and a half on the total to 131, even in some spots on this one. Uh, and once again, I get to bring this up. Lemoyne's in Syracuse. How many dolphins do we see floating around Syracuse these days? Yeah, I, I would imagine not many. I mean, how many orange do you see too? I don't know what Syracuse is That's doing. They, true, they, yeah. Not a lot of regional specific. Yeah, they, they got to figure that out. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, the under. I, I, Wagner's been an under team all year. They've basically had seven scholarship guys for half the season. That's six of their 13 guys out for the season. So they've been playing slow. They're playing a lot of zone, very defensive type of squad. Uh, first game snuck over this number, 137 total points, but they're only 62 possessions. That, I think, is more predictive. Wagner had the best shooting night of their entire season in that one in a 23-point win. I think this one trends back more towards the grind, the slowdown, uh, a little bit of a half-court struggle for both teams. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned the extra board. Look, if I had a residence, it would be on the extra board. I occasionally visit the main board. I, I love the extras. I'm sure Vinny is, you know, people people are all over those numbers and love to bet them. Uh, that's me. I'm one of those folks, and this this is one I like. This under, even at 131 and a half, like you mentioned, it's come down a point from when I got it. I still think there's some some solid value there, given the way Wagner plays. Uh, continuing on here, Jim, uh, I, I want to go back to the CAA. Uh, UNC Wilmington taking on Hofstra. Uh, look, we we just mentioned the Camels. The Camels took UNC Wilmington out outright on Monday in, in what yeah. was. You know, for whatever reason, uh, UNC Wilmington did not like playing Campbell this year because the other game they played, they only beat them by three. Now they're back at home, final two home games of the year. They get Hofstra. Hey, look, I think Hofstra is very talented for that league, but they're just not consistent one bit. That's why we're looking at this right now with Wilmington as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Yeah, Wilmington's been an odd squad. You mentioned the splits against Campbell, not not great there. They lost at home to Elon, which was shocking, mm -hmm. not a good team. But they won at Kentucky, and they swept Charleston. Like, they've been better against better teams, seemingly, and Hofstra measures up as a better team. So perhaps you get a stronger effort there. Uh, it's typically a strong home court there at Trask Coliseum. And their last game out there was the Elon loss. So maybe the players are kind of like, all right, we got we to give the fans a better performance here. The one kind of pause I have is that Hofstra, while inconsistent, has, has maybe figured it out, a talented team. 
I think they went five straight games without a cover, but now their last five, they have covered all five. So it seems like maybe the the pride or they're they're hitting their stride right at the right time here. Speed Claxton's been a solid coach, a couple of uh, one conference title last year, alum of the school. This one I was very split opinion on, Jeff. I just I couldn't get myself settled on either side. Yeah, this is one of those where I, I it did say, all right, Wilmington bounce back spot, back at home, like you mentioned, good home court, even though with that bizarro Elon loss <laughs> not that long ago. I, it, this does kind of feel like a nice bounce back for the Seahawks. But again, any given night with Hofstra, I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Hofstra makes the CAA final, if they catch lightning in a bottle. Yep. They're that talented. Uh, in this league, honestly, that league one through six is pretty darn good, all things considered, even though might have to move Delaware off of that list at this point and just make it appear uh, one through five in that CAA. Uh, Jim, I want to go to the Big Ten next. Rutgers and Michigan here. Uh, pretty ugly game, uh, in all honesty, if we're being uh, being honest about it. Seven and a half. I'm covering my eyes. Yeah, I'm covering my eyes. 138 and a half. There is even a it's, it's range on the total here. 138 and a half behind us. Up to up to one thirty nine and a half over at Circle, which actually just got bet up. I, I look I, when you're dealing with two bottom feeders in in a conference, it usually screams over. But how can you bet overs with these two teams, especially Rutgers, and that just putrid looking offense they've had all year? Yeah, and it's it feels like it's become even more tilted that way. Where of recent, you know, past couple of weeks. The offense has really tanked. The defense has taken off. They've had some ridiculously ugly scoring games. Uh, they did get uh, Jeremiah Williams about three weeks ago uh, eligible. He was on the sidelines for a potential betting controversy. He is out there. He is their best guard, and he's given them maybe a little bit of spark, but uh, hasn't quite been enough to get the offense going. Now, on the other side of the floor, you got Michigan. Doug McDaniel, the point guard, has sat out his six road games. He had the weird Academic, academic suspension where he could not travel for six games. He has served that. He's playing in this one. I wonder if that's a little bit of the over money, just the fact that they've got a 5'9 speedster out there that can score and pushes the tempo uh, definitely helps that offense, gives them a little more juice. But I'm with you. I, I think especially uh, in big games like that, or big conferences, excuse me, I trust the home team to kind of dictate the pace and Rutgers, Rutgers is going to want this to be a slot fest at the rack. Uh, I lean towards the under, uh, despite that money, taking it up, like you said, at Circa. Yeah, a little, uh, again, it's, <laughs> Rutgers has been comical on offense. Not in a good way, uh, to, to put it politely, yeah. over the uh, last few weeks. Uh, now, uh, going to the Pac-12, this one uh, is an earlier start in Salt Lake. I'm a little bit perplexed on how the bracketologists have handled Utah here, Jim. I think they're clearly out. Personally, I know they have some good wins. They have the win against BYU. Uh, they, they, they have some other good wins throughout non-con, but I, they're not an NCAA tournament team, at least at the moment, barring a, a trip to the final here in Las Vegas, which would probably mean a win over Arizona, which would change things. They're eight-point favorites tonight at, at the Huntsman Center against Stanford. I, I, explain to me what I can't get with this team, because, I, again, I think they're solid, but they scream NIT, uh, top seed in the NIT Maybe uh, maybe fifth overall in the NIT team this year. Yeah, I, I loved Utah for a lot of the year. And then Raleigh Worcester got hurt, who is seemingly their most integral player. He's not like a mega dynamic score or anything, but he's a great ball mover, really good defender in the backcourt. 
Uh, and since he went out, they're three and eight against the spread. It, it seems like it's really hurt them. And some of the on-off stuff indicates he's their most important player from a, an impact standpoint. So taking him away has definitely seen Utah kind of tail off. And, and I was perceiving the Utes as this like monster at home because of that elevation. But I looked at it today, and they're only eight and six against the spread at home. It's not some like unfatable juggernaut when you're in the mountains. And Stanford has the size to deal with Utah. That's kind of how they usually beat people up. Carlson inside, they played Twin Towers with Lovering or Kata quite a bit. But Stanford can compete with that. So I'm not in any rush to back Utah with Worcester still out. It just hasn't been a, a team that's been able to exceed expectations without him. So if, if I did anything with this, it'd be Stanford. But I'm a little bit spooked because I don't trust Jared Haas going to, to face off with Craig Smith. Yeah, this is one of those where, all right, macro-wise, I don't love Utah tonight. I can't do anything with this because of the last part yeah. that you said there. Big, distinct coaching advantage for the Utes tonight. I'm kind of surprised Haas is still there. At Stanford at this yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder if Haas is still surprised he's still there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, say, well, again, it's I, in a sentence I never thought I would utter. Moving from the Pac-12 to the ACC will probably be a good opportunity to get a new cut. Yeah, what a ridiculous sentence I just uttered, even though it's factually <laughs> yeah. correct. Even though I will say, uh, just real quick on, on Pac-12-related things that, that don't have to do with either of these teams. I know Cal's underwater, and they, they lost but covered last night. The coaching job Mark Madsen has done there year one is unbelievable. I mean, that was that was the worst, like not not the worst non-DePaul program in the Power Five plus one over the last five seven years. Uh, ever since Conzo went to uh, went to Mizzou, so that was what that was 20, uh, 2017, So seven years. Uh, it's amazing what that what what Madsen has done in a quick time, which begs the question of what other high major is going to want to hire Mark Madsen this this offseason. Well, it should have been Stanford. He's yeah, alone. That, that's, it seemed so obvious last offseason, like, move on. This guy's a, a great alum and beloved guy, and he succeeded at Utah Valley. And, yeah, the, the turnaround he's engineered at Cal is terrific. I mean, they lost a couple OT games in the non-con, and they didn't have Jalen Tyson eligible right away. They had a couple other injuries. And then suddenly they get to Pac-12 play, and they're respectable. 9-9 nine and nine right now, they've been very, very competitive I, I kind of feel for him because coming into the year, I was like, all right, I, I like their top five, and they didn't have them all intact for some of the games and just came together a little bit too late. But I think the trajectory is pointed squarely upward because they made the coaching move that they did last offseason, whereas their arch rival, Stanford, like we talked about, is kind of not sure what to do. They're, they're kind of stuck in the middle, and, and Cal got a head start in the rebuild, and it looks like it's headed the right direction. Oh, I mean, look, Johnny Dawkins is still available to come back to Stanford if they want. I mean, I'm sure. Hey, I'm sure. You know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Central Florida would be like, all right, well, even though I think Dawkins has done a better job than some people realize there this year, that was a big time leap for that program, and they've been fine. They've been honestly where they probably should have been all year in the Big 12. All right, going to the WCC. I mentioned it with Vinny. I don't know why San Francisco decided it was a good idea to take this game off campus against Gonzaga other than the sake for selling tickets. That's the only reason that even makes a, a modicum of sense. If this game was on the hill, I think I'd actually take the Dons outright. Now you take the home court out of it. Yeah, they don't have to travel far. It's in their home city. But this is almost one of those where I'm like, well, it's basically a neutral when you're dealing with, the, with what the, the crowds are going to be. I kind of like Gonzaga now laying just a short four points in a in a road game at the Chase Center tonight. 
I do too. I, this this number kind of surprised me a little bit um, because, yeah, definitely no home edge. And Gonzaga's been pretty solid on the road. I mean, they won at Kentucky. They have seen a hostile environment. This is not going to be that. Uh, Rupp is basically the size of an NBA arena, and they shot just fine there, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, Gonzaga's won 28 straight against San Francisco, which is kind of nuts to me. So the, the Dons have gotten close a few times, and typically when they get close, it's at War Memorial on campus, and they decided to move away from it. I think there were some NIL implications uh, where having it there is, is helping their coffers in that department. But uh, San Francisco's typical big edge is we're huge. We've got Jonathan Mobo in the paint. He's a terrific big man, pro prospect type. They've got big guards. But Gonzaga can match that. This team has a deep front line. They're not deep in the backcourt, but they have a, a terrific amount of bodies up front that can play, that can score. Uh, and they neutralized Mobo in the first game. His, his worst games all season have come against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Uh, and I'm worried he has another kind of, not, not a dud, but just can't perform up to his like 25 and 10 big time levels that he's had in the past. So I, I like Gonzaga too. Uh, I know it's, you know, laying four, you got to win by more than the possession. But I, I think this team knows how back, uh, up against the wall they are in terms of an at-large profile. And this would be a, you know, a big win for them. I don't, think it will count as Q1 if it's going to be neutral at the Chase Center rather than a true road. I think it'll be Q2 instead, but uh, they need all the wins they can get, and I think they're just a more talented team. Two more games before we let you go, Jim. Uh, pivoting back to the Pac-12, uh, Wazoo coming off of just a, a dreadful performance in Tempe. Look, it was a horrible spot for him after beating Arizona for a second time. Honestly, wish I had realized that on Saturday as opposed to five minutes before the game and be like, oh, Probably should take something on Arizona State. They win the game comfortably. Uh, they welcome in USC, who has just been a monster disappointment this year, obviously. Uh, it, it, I, I'm forgetting just tonight, Jim. How good is this Wazoo team? Is there, are they just a product of a league that has not been particularly good? Or are they actually a team where if they're a seven seed, it's like, all right, they beat the 10. They could take out a two seed that's not Arizona because, of course, they wouldn't be lined up together. I think they're they're good. They're highly matchup dependent. It's it's a very distinct identity. They've got Miles Rice, who is their big time shot creator, uh, beat cancer, and now is back and is their you know scorer distributor. And then everybody else is gigantic. They play six, seven, and up. The rest of the rotation, they're tied for the tallest team in the country per Ken Palm's average height statistic. They want to beat you up on the glass, get to the free throw line, just use that size. So if they're playing a team that can handle it and has better guards, then maybe they're going to struggle. But if you catch them against a team that uh, isn't ready for the onslaught on the glass and can't quite take advantage of their speed uh, deficiency, then I think Washington State could pull upsets. Uh, you know, honestly, as I say, it, Arizona seems like a team that shouldn't be that vulnerable to them because they have size and they have good guards. But Wazoo found a way. They're super well coached. Kyle Smith, known as like a, he calls it data raid. He's playing all the math advantages that he can. Uh, and I think he's zigged when a lot of other people were zagging with speed and three-point shooting. And he's just gone jumbo. Uh, and it's it's worked out really well for them. I can't believe they're in the mix to potentially win the Pac-12. Well, again, I think uh, part of the big reason with the Arizona thing is uh, big-time coaching advantage up there in, uh, in Wazoo. Uh, as we've talked about, Jim, off the air, I just... In-game, not a fan of Tommy Lloyd. Recruiting and getting a team in there might be the best in the country I, I, at this point with the, what he's done in three short years in, in Tucson, but not a, 
the results have not matched that talent so far, at least with Arizona, even though it's kind of silly to say that when they're going to be a one seed, a two seed, and a two seed. But, hey, got to win some games in the NCAA tournament sooner rather than later. All right, before we let you go, St. Mary's on the road in Malibu tonight to take on Pepperdine. Of course, St. Mary's plays Gonzaga on Saturday in the final game of the regular season. Winner will get the one seed here in Vegas. Uh, what, what are you doing here with the with the Gales a big favorite tonight against the Wave 15 the line? Yeah, so this kind of circles all the way back to the Charleston-Campbell point where I was like, oh, I'm nervous about betting teams that can clinch. That's what St. Mary's can do. They can clinch outright tonight and not even have to worry mm-hmm. about whether they beat Gonzaga over the weekend. I'm still going to ride with the Gales. They have pummeled the bottom of this league. Pepperdine, Portland, Pacific, the three Ps, they've beaten them by like a combined 500 points or something like that. I, I'm exaggerating, but it's like 40, 45, 30, 42. Like they are just destroying these this inferior competition. You can't be a team with bad shot selection against St. Mary's. That's kind of what Pepperdine is under Romar. They, they typically have some talent, but they'll take some shaky shots, and that just feeds right into what St. Mary's wants you to do. They want you to live in the mid-range, and then they go down and just out-execute you on the other end. I, I think they can do that to Pepperdine here in a you know small little gym in Malibu. St. Mary's has been uh, the class of the league so far, and like I said, just dominating the inferior competition. I think they continue to do that and win this one going away 20-plus. Jim, you weren't that far off in the five matchups against the, the schools that begin with P in the, the WCC. Very specific stat, I know. But they are they are in five games plus 201 in those games. I mean, it's absurd. The they have demolished game, them. The closest game is 25. I mean, they've just yeah. annihilated those bottom-end teams. I mean, granted, Pacific is might be one of the worst teams in the entire country in all honesty, but still, I mean, that's nuts beating, uh, beating anyone at the D one level by that much in a five game stretch, but uh 15 point favorites tonight on the road in Malibu before the big showdown in Moraga on Saturday night between Gonzaga and St. Mary's. He's Jim root second chance points on the tweet. It's three man weave where you can find Jim's work as always uh, him. Kai Matt have been uh, awesome all year long as we, uh, you got the final one of February, Jim. We get finally get to talk to you in March when we get you next time we see you, Jim. Pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, appreciate it. Looking forward to see you, see you in Vegas at yes. South Point. Yes, you will. Jim will be here uh, that first Thursday of the NCAA tournament. Let's uh, let's pivot here. We'll we'll keep it in segment. We can bring him on. We will. He will walk on to the set with his Costco glasses and all. <laughs> and short. Nope. No, no one could see that. Yeah, no, there no, we go. no one could see that. There look look at you. Frank Nicotero, Hey, everyone. what's up? Punchline, this is the tallest Frank has ever been. <laughs> Wait wow. a second. Wow. Frank, uh, I like being off, tall. first off, congratulations. You made it to 100 yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, 100 episodes. You also played mediator with me and Ryan today. <laughs> and Ryan, uh, Ryan has forgiven me now. Ryan, everything's cool everything's on the cool. Otani bet. Yeah, uh, we're but, good. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, I'll I just ask you this because... You're a comedian by trade. Yes. Uh, for, first and foremost with everything. Where, again, we, we're we in a sports book. Obviously, there's a lot of sports-related things that go on. Just for <laughs> just for, just for you. Yes. Hosting this show, doing 100 episodes now. Yeah. Um, what, what have you learned about yourself, honestly? What have you le- learned in the process you know, of doing it? It's been a long time since I've worked. I mean, I'll call it like, let's call it a, a 9 to 5 Monday through Friday sure. job, really. Um, you know, I mean, I know you do a lot of show prep on your show. I like to 
have a, you know, we got me and Ryan look for clips and uh, I put a script together every day. So um, it, it tells me that I can do a regular schedule again. The last time I did a five day a week gig like this was Yahoo. I used to do a show called Primetime in No Time where I got paid to watch TV and I would write little recaps of the big moments of television every night. And it was like a three, four minute recap. Um, and that was Sunday through Thursday night because it aired Monday through Friday. So between that, and that was, God, that was like eight, nine years ago. So it's been a while since I've had sort of a Monday. And I, I'll tell you what, as I've gotten older, I like the ritual. I like the routine. I get up. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who sets his, I have the breakfast plate with the vitamins already out for the next morning. <laughs> I kind of know what I'm going to wear each day. Uh, I have the glass already. I have the fork, the, the spoon for the, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm like really enjoying it. And, you know, it's it's a new start. I mean, I, I was in L.A. for the last 27 years and I'm loving it here in Vegas. And we we just keep grinding out these shows and, and uh, the live commenters and guests and everything keeps growing. So. We want to stick around and do it a lot longer. I know I speak for everybody on the crew we, as well. We, we, we speak for this show yeah. as well. We're in 100% agreement. Uh, yeah. This is 137 today. Yeah, for, I know. That's, that's nuts. Book. Uh, we've all had a blast doing these yeah. shows. And, and we want to keep going keep, and keeping them rolling. And I mean, the tournament's going to be great. I'm looking forward so, to the NCAA tournament and so, baseball. So have you, have you ever done an NCAA tournament in Vegas? No, no, okay, no, no, so, no, no. So here's all I'm going to warn you. Yes, and I, please. And I warn this for people who are coming here for the first time. Okay. Don't run out of gas by the end of Friday. Okay. <laughs> because it can, you can yeah. very easily I can run that. out of gas by the end of Friday. Yeah. It, it's okay. When there's a lull in the middle of the afternoon, you can, all right, if you're coming in town, staying here, yeah, stay yeah, yeah. wherever, go back to your room, take like a 30-minute power nap, <laughs> and get right back to it. All right. It is very key to be rested during the days on Thursday and Friday because or else That's gonna be so you're, 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 you are not going to make it correct. You are going to sleep through that 9 a.m. Yeah. game on Saturday and Sunday. God, Thankfully, yeah. if that Saturday or Sunday game ends up being a bad game, yeah. you can take a break for a little yeah. bit. Uh, but uh, no, it's look, there's nothing. We just had the Super Bowl here. I, the Super Bowl, which was, which was, was tournament. I've, I've been here for the tournament. Sorry to yeah. interrupt, but yeah. You have been here for the yeah, tournament. Yeah, just uh, me and my friend Bob, we used to come. He would. He's not even a big basketball fan. It's just it, the week we would plan so, that he would get off was always like mid-March. Right. So, so like the Super like, I, I none of us kind of actually knew what to expect out of the Super, the Super Bowl, Bowl week. right? Because it's like, all right, is this going to be? It's going to be slow. Is it going to be? Is it going to be crazy the whole week? Is it going to be slow? And then once Thursday hits, boom, it's going to be nuts, right? It kind of was a mix of both. Yeah, it really was. We were at the event on opening night where there were twenty five thousand people at press conferences. You couldn't hear from all the trying staff. to ask Travis Kelsey all, a question. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it was it was. Amazing to see that much. It wasn't yeah. too crazy on no, the strip no. on Monday or no, Tuesday wasn't or Wednesday. It wasn't crazy around here. And then once Thursday hit, it was like, okay, people were starting to come into town. Yeah. I have never seen Las Vegas Boulevard like I did on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. I did I, not the only yeah. The only time I've ever seen it close to that was a New Year's Eve, but they shut down Las Vegas Boulevard yeah. down there. It was packed in here on, on Saturday. It's always packed here for Sure. The, the day of the game, but it was packed in here on Saturday at eight in the morning when we were doing the show. Yeah, so we had a blast on Sunday. Was, we sat in the booth and watched awesome, it. Was great. Awesome, awesome day, awesome game as well. As we but know. the tournament, yeah, I mean, I was here when uh, University of Baltimore. You were uh, here UNBC. for UNBC. I I landed. I got to uh, where were we staying? I don't know where the Luxor. Bob loves the Luxor. There we go. And uh, the Dorito we, chip. Yeah, and it was. Uh, 
It was, I mean, the sports book there, I, I, we might have been at Mandalay Bay by then. I don't remember, but it was nuts. I mean, people were going nuts. And the bet that we and this group of friends I was with, we were doing the first to 20, first oh, to 10. Oh, the first to 15. First here, to 15. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we were doing that. And it seems like you you get those lower seeds or those 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 smaller colleges come in. They're playing on such adrenaline. They don't know how to pace themselves. They're playing a, a high seed. So they come out firing. They might get to 15 and then only score 40 the whole game. But it seemed like we, we would hit that more than not. And that was the most exciting bet. Cause, you oh, know. well, Vinny was talking about it at the beginning of the show today. Yeah. The people that come in and, and – the loudest roars when North Dakota State, the 16 seed, there you beats go. Duke to 15. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny. So, two 16 seeds have won now in this format. Two have only won, beat the one. Right. You mentioned UMBC. I missed that game completely. Wow. Because I was in Nashville covering Mizzou getting blasted by Florida State, <laughs> uh, which then cost me St. Patrick's Day in Nashville, which was very sad because that would have been. <laughs> I've done St. Patrick's Day obviously here a ton, yeah. even before moving That's here. That's gonna be my first. Yeah. Uh, Nashville and St. Patrick's Day, I'm sure, would have been even more ridiculous right. than here. Um, but last year, I was upstairs for when Fairleigh Dickinson miraculously beat Purdue. That's right, uh, yeah. And I had I had Fairleigh Dickinson first to 15 Come in that on. game. Yeah, did they hit it? Of course they did. Yeah. And I was like, well, because it was like at that point, it's like, all right, you know what? This is probably just your normal feeling out process. The 16's playing well. Do I dare come back and take something else on Fairly Dickinson? <laughs> um, I ended up taking a first half bet live that also hit. I did not take the full game. They didn't have the fortitude for that. Didn't <laughs> well, have the I mean, we're going to be doing both. Both of us are going to be doing shows well, while so, these yeah, games so, are going so, on. So, so we're going to be looking at TVs it, and talking to a so guest. All, like, all, uh -huh, all, I will yeah. all I will tell you is that Thursday will be interesting how we, I don't know what our day plan is on a thursday friday sure i know saturday we'll just do our normal preview shows uh on saturday and sunday for sports by the book um i do know selection sunday we are going to be in here at least i will be in here would love to have you in as well okay we'll break down the bracket Vinny, chris and company will be making the numbers in the back, <laughs> back in the lab and then and then coming out and if you, if Frank, if up. you want to, if you want to be the the market mover on that, I'm sure you could, you could be the market. I, mover. I'm in, Bet I'm the here. over on all six, all 32 games in the round. In Boom, the 64. <laughs> parlay, put them all together. Go to parlay, on walk that. out of here, owning the place. Um, I do, I do want to go to, uh, I do want to go to something else. Here. Okay. Um, because to, like we said, today was the hundredth episode of punchlines on leap day of all on days. leap day which i think is honestly pretty perfect yeah that it was great it came on this you also you also had uh lunell on the on the show today we had lunell who uh, was just she was great spectacular she got here early we got to know each other a little bit she does a residency at jimmy kimmel sundays and mondays uh it's a later show i think it's at 9 30 and i mean she's been in a ton of tv shows i mean hacks which was great she's done a couple of movies with eddie murphy so she was fantastic, and uh, she was very happy to be here. And uh, I, Caden walked her out to her car. She was a very sweet woman, very funny. And you came in at the tail end of that. <laughs> no, she was awesome. I yeah. mean, well, I, hacks. What a, a Vegas show that actually is really good. Yeah, really. I, and I'm looking forward to the next season. It's uh, are they coming out soon? Finally, I don't know. It's been, it's been a little bit of a strike, a little bit of a hiatus because of the. Uh, of this of the yeah. uh, the strike last year yeah. that kind of pushed everything it back. pushed everything a little bit back has it been set the premiere in spring of this year okay well there you go whatever spring means yeah probably March, may april may it could even be june 20th would be considered spring actually too right so you never know <laughs> well be uh be a little ridiculous at that point if it was yes. but hey uh you know how it is um 
You're a big baseball guy too. I I'm very so, big baseball. So guy. So you, you're friends with Denny Nagel, who yeah. who is going to be here. He will not be here March, this upcoming week, March twelfth through the fifteenth. Yeah, he will be here doing the whole week of shows with you. Of course, doing Danny, Tuesday through Friday. Danny, of course, a uh, World Series champion with the New York Yankees, was in the World Series with the Atlanta Braves yeah. as well multiple times. Uh, it will be very very fun to hear Denny, and especially we're leading into baseball as well. Where, oh yeah. Again, we talked about it when, when Chris and Vinny put all these numbers up, the division odds, all that, where yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers just seem so much better, at least so, than everyone else. 103 and a half wins, I think, is the over One, Yeah, I still think it's good on the over. I do, too. I really do. I mean, they did that without Otani. So uh, the, the Braves got something to prove this year. Uh, there's a lot of interesting ones. I mean, I, uh, who did we have on? Was it Denny that wanted the Reds under? I don't know. They were 82 and a half. We, we jumped around, but he'll be here. Uh, he says we got Sean Casey already booked on the show. We're hoping the mayor. We got the mayor from from Pittsburgh. Am I you allowed can, to say that? You Jerry? can say it. You can say. Hold it. my glasses on, Jerry. I got away with it. He's not even paying attention. And uh, looks like hopefully John Smoltz, Chipper Jones. He's going to bring uh, them on via the video. So it's going to be a fun week. Chipper Jones, who probably tortured me the most as a Met fan, as, yeah, well, as, exactly. as a young yeah, kid, killed you guys. Just total. Total. Killer. He killed everybody. But oh, look, you know, first ballot all fan. Yeah, exactly. The pride. Best switch hitter in Major League history? Got Mantle. You got Chipper. Yeah, it's still got to be Mantle. Eddie Murray. I mean, it's he still got to be Mantle. I think you got to go yeah. Mickey. Yeah, still Again, who would have put up on godly numbers had he not been drinking half the time? Yeah, but it's still got to be. It's still got to be. He's Mickey, just you know? the speed and the power. That combination was ridiculous. Yeah. But Chipper, I mean, what a career. Howard Johnson. There's a Met. There's a guy that killed, oh, the, Pir he killed the Pirates all the time when he was a switch hitter. That guy was so annoying. I think he wore number 20. Yeah, he wore 20. I'm having a flashback in my head of Hojo. <laughs> And I met him once at a club. There was a place called Chauncey's in Pittsburgh where a lot of the baseball players went after games. And you would see the Met. The Met this is uh, late 80s when the Mets were epically going out and drinking. Well, was this also when with, 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 this was before Keith Hurt. This was before the, the drug trial. No, right? the drug trials were mid-80s or so, early so, 80s. So the drug trials Already were before, were before right, this. But okay. they would still hang at this bar. And Daryl Strawberry stood out like a sore thumb. He'd be in the back oh, of this I club. Mean, giant human being. Giant, giant, giant. And just... Uh, the, a lot of the Mets were there, David Cohn and Howard Johnson. So you'd see all the Mets. And this is back when it was Muck the Fets, you know, for the mm -hmm. Pirates because they were getting treated like a little little bri little brother to the Mets. So, you know, we would just stare at them and, and seethe, but we knew they were also, you know, legends. Strawberry, Gooden, I mean, all these guys. Just looking through looking through of, of all this. That, uh, oh, I'm more names than you realize in those drug trials in 80s. Well, Hernandez, yeah, Dave Parker. I yeah. mean, there were a lot of guys. You know, here's the thing about the drug trials that were held in Pittsburgh. The supplier for a lot of the pirates. There's a book that I've read, and I can't think of the name of it. I've actually bought copies for friends. The person selling the cocaine to the pirates was the pirate parrot mascot, <laughs> whose name was Kevin, and his last name was K-O-C-H, pronounced Coke. Kevin Coke Perfect. was the parent. And if you remember, the parrot was very thin in the late 70s. Yeah. And then they changed to the heavier one. It's because he kicked the drugs. But the drug trial, there's a book very on good. the there's a book on the drug trials and, and hurt Keith Hernandez, obviously. So, there's a lot of guys. All right. And you brought up mascots, yeah. Yeah. You brought up mascots. I did. Uh we somehow earlier in the show ended up on uh Jim Root had a pick on the Lemoyne basketball game. The who? Lemoyne Co College in Syracuse, you know. Oh in my New York, goodness. Okay? I, okay. Okay. First year in D one. They were D three. Oh, Two, okay. three Maybe power for a long time. Lemoyne. They're in Syracuse. Okay. Their nickname is the Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> for Syracuse. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, exactly. That makes no sense. 
like, hey, how many dolphins are floating around? None. The they should have went with like, even, yeah. the, like, even out of the orange makes more sense than than the dolphin. I, I don't get it. Yeah. The the snowballs. The Lamont. What are they? Lamont? Lamont. Lamont. Rhymes with Des Moines. Yes. Lamont dolphins. These are these shirts. We keep talking about we got to get shirts of these places. We got to wear them during the tournament. Oh, get one for Chris. There you go. He'll wear yeah, it. Chris will wear it. They're in action. He'll wear it. <laughs> That's right. He'll wear it for sure. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, before we uh, before we end here today, Frank, you Big Al tomorrow on the show. We have Big Al McMorty's going to be on. Yeah. I don't know who else is going to be on the show. I know Ryan and I will both be there. And I will possibly, I've lost a bet that I have to uh, be dressed. Oh, not possibly. You will be dressed as a Dalmatian as a tomorrow. Dalmatian tomorrow. All right. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. I'll, I got something cooking. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Sean's very excited Because for I lost a bet to Ryan and he said on the oh, 101st actually, episode. Actually, you know what? I have to bring this up. Okay. Sorry, Caden. Um, our guy Caden in the corner there. Uh oh, wait a second. We, some, we, we, so, we somehow got on 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 there. talking about hot dogs. And okay. Caden is basically talking like he's Joey Chestnut over there. <laughs> that he, he can eat a lot. That he was saying he could do one hot dog in fifteen seconds. Bun and all, no Bun water or water. Give him whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. And three in a minute. So we and it, we got him a hot dog before the show. Right. Just to say, all right, sure. this is your trial hot dog. And he did one in fifty-four seconds. <laughs> it was for that someone is. talking up the game. He was talking. It was embarrassing. Or Sean, who wasn't even Sean, who was who just was like, oh, let's just see what it is. Right. Sean came in, and Sean honestly was well on pace. We said, all right, can we? You do it in forty-five. Right. He was well on pace, but then. Took one too many bites, Sheesh. left one extra bite, and it cost him seven seconds. Oh, Sean. So, but Sean did still beat Caden even with that blunder. Or is Caden a genius that he got a free hot dog out of it? Well, no. If he once he so next <laughs> Thursday, Frank. Okay. He's gonna have to do three in a minute, or else he's gonna be paying me back for the hot dog today and the hot dogs that he consumes, even if he fails next well, week. Well, what are they? A buck fifty? Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a. It's not high stakes. It's not yeah, high Frank. stakes. Get petty cash. Where's Ann? <laughs> There is no petty cash. You really think you'll, but why, why does he think that he, it took 54 to do one that he can, and somehow in a week. He, he thinks with intense training, he can do three in a minute in a week. I think he has, I thought he was insane on the one in 15. And after watching his performance, I think he has no chance of doing three I, in a minute. Was this a plain hot dog? Yes. Oh my God. The, I, the yeah. complaint he had, it was too hot. <laughs> and he burnt himself. Okay, well, that was I his mean, complaint. Which, all right, you know what? Something you've never heard Joey Chestnut say. Yeah, but, <laughs> but 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 this is what we're gonna do in order to temper the the temperature. Okay, of the hot dog. Get it early. We will get the three hot dogs. Yeah, we will place them on said desk, and they will sit here for five minutes exactly. All right, and then Caden will go. When when is this, this happening? This will be next Thursday, in between our two shows. Oh, we're not doing it on the show. We could we do it. To shoot it. We could do it on punchlines if you want. I'll, I'll, well, you, how about the, your I, segment? I, during my segment, I'll very happily give the time for Caden to do it during my segment next Thursday, three fifty. Fight after school. Be there. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, not three fifty. Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Oh, I was doing East Coast time for everyone <laughs> watching back. I, I, I have never felt more confident in anything. Do you think you can do it three in a minute? He 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 is. Did you hit the buffet today? The line was line too was long. Too long. Damn it! I just checked the box of dinner and go now. <laughs> Scratch it out. But, no, Fra no. but Frank, I, I will tell you, I'm happy that, that that I left enough time to get to that because that was the most. Re huh. I mean, easily, easily. They're thick hot dogs. I mean, no, you know, they're, they're, they're they're pretty. They're they're 
There's there's thick hot dogs. Yeah. There's the Vienna beef. Yeah. Kate. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just making excuses in the back there now. I got Wiener Schnitzel hot dogs. <laughs> LA Staple, right? Yeah, exactly. And he lived right by. We found out that he lived too. Yeah, blocks see, from- he lived essentially in your house. Yeah, he was probably right down the street from me. Yeah, it's pretty crazy uh, that we figured that out. All right, next week I'm in. All right. I have faith in you, Caden. Well, Frank has faith. We'll see how it goes. See how it goes. All right, Frank. Tomorrow, you're back noon. Punchlines. Uh, yeah, 101 uh, Friday. Very exciting. We're going to have uh, Big Al and somebody. <laughs> Be ready for it, it's everybody. A surprise, ladies and gentlemen. We're back tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific time. Lufa DeCaro will join the show here. We're looking forward to having Gamblu in the flesh here in the studio. Good work. Caden, still love you, buddy. Sean. <laughs> What is that? Hope you lose your eight and a half. We we argue. <laughs> we've already we 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 already talked about that. We covered that. Today. We covered that on. on already got pushed. Line. Already got pushed back. It's a, April first, and it's eight fifteen. Got, got pushed back a month now. I got extra time. Jerry, great work as always. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow, three o'clock here on Sports by the Book.